Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and this week we are talking tacos and defending the honor of the Dallas taco scene. We even have one taqueria competing on Good Morning America's National Taco Contest. So there. We'll also celebrate some exciting burger news before we dive into the condiments we can't live without. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. You can also do us a big favor and leave a five-star review for Eat Drink DFW on Apple Podcasts. Later on in this episode, we'll share our favorite condiments. But first, we're catching up on food news with reporters Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia and our producer, Julie Fisk. Before we dive into tacos, Sarah, please tell us some good burger news. This is my best burger news of the year. <laughs> and I really mean that. So Burger Schmurger, the very silly named restaurant that I think serves the best burger in Dallas right now. It has moved. So it was at Craft and Growler across the street from Fair Park in Expo Park in Dallas. It has moved to a bar in East Dallas called High Fives. And this bar is very well known as a sports bar. It's a Texas Tech football bar. So anytime there's any kind of game on, especially during football season, this place is busy. So what they did was they brought in Dave Caldwell of Burger Schmurger to run the kitchen so that they can have more exciting food at a place that was already known for drinks. It is open Wednesday through Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the evenings and Saturday and Sunday all day long. And if you go and get one of these burgers, you guys, I beg you, order the Maverick Burger. There are several good burgers, but the Mav is the one that stole my heart. So the Maverick will be available because I have gone to Burger Schmurger when it wasn't available. Yes, I love this question. And I asked to be sure, Julie, okay. <laughs> the Mav is available at High Five. Woohoo! Is Burger Schmurger going to be there like forever or is it sort of like a residency? That is such a highfalutin name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I for, think we should call them residencies. It's, uh, that's so good. We need more burger residencies in this world. Yeah, the idea is that it's going to be for football season, but they've both told me we really want this to work. But Burger Schmurger is interesting, right? Because most people who open a restaurant or start a restaurant brand also sign a lease and Burger Schmurger has never done that. Mm -hmm. So they sort of ran the kitchen at a brewery before. They also do pop-up parties in people's backyards. I have in fact paid Burger Schmurger to come to my backyard for my husband's 40th birthday, which was Jimmy Buffett themed. May he rest in peace. Aww. And uh, Dave served cheeseburgers in paradise at my house. Of course. Which is so lovely. Um, but also when he moved to High Fives, it also is a residency of <laughs> Swords, Aaron. So we hope they'll be there for a long time. We know they'll be there through football season. Well, tacos have been trending in North Texas in a big way recently. And I've actually been feeling the need to defend Dallas a little bit because, Sarah, you recently wrote about a survey that said Dallas was the worst city in Texas for tacos. Oh, no. <laughs> what I, do you guys think? <laughs> there's no way that's true, right, Amelda? No, that's right. No, it's not true. They are lying. <laughs> 
<laughs> they are we lying. have good tacos. <laughs> no, actually, I mean that. I mean, we have a lot of immigrants that enrich our heritage in that way, in tacos. Mm-hmm. So we have very good tacos, guys. I also really like when we talk about tacos in Dallas, and I think when other food writers talk about tacos in other cities, we are now identifying where the person who made the tacos is from, what region of Mexico. Yeah. It's really important because it's a really big country, but also it shows a deeper understanding, hopefully for the people eating the tacos and those telling the taco stories like Amelda and I, who that person is. And it also shows the diversity within the taco cuisine. How cool is that? And I want to clarify this list because we can stretch numbers any way we want to, right? So the list picked the 50 best, quote unquote, taco cities in the United States. Okay. Now, usually when you get to the end of that list, those seem like the worst ones, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So take that for what you will. But Austin was number one on the list of 50. Hmm. San Antonio, number four. Houston, number 10. Dallas came in at number 20. So I want to clarify that it's not like Dallas was number 50 in the United States, but among the other big cities in Texas, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston, it's way behind those. And so we were having a Texas discussion, a Texas proud discussion about how, you know, hands on hips, that's not fair. Yeah. An interesting thing happened after this. Good Morning America decided to do a contest called the United States of Tacos. I do not think it had to do with this list. I think it was just excellent timing from a news (laughs) perspective. And so they went to four cities and had a contest between a couple of taqueria owners. And the winner from each of four on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, Miami. On Friday, the Friday before Labor Day weekend, they all were flown to New York City so that they could compete against one another. So drum roll, please. <laughs> Dallas didn't win that either. Oh, oh bummer. sorry. But it was a great showing. Uh, the owner of Mommy Coco, which was called one of the best taco shops in the country, went head to head with a bunch of others. And the man from Miami won. He owns a taqueria called Uptown 66. Oh, sounds so good. So if you ask GMA, the very best tacos in the country are at this place in Miami. Do we have any idea how they chose Dallas as opposed to any of the other cities? I do not. Sorry, not sorry. Austin, Houston, and San Antonio. Here's Dallas in this. Yeah, and competing against Mami Coco was Milagro Cantina, right? Yes, that's right. Jesus Carmona also competed. And he didn't win in Dallas, but he's a beloved taqueria owner. Uh, He ran Tacos Mariachi, most famously when Guy Fieri came through for an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And now Jesus, of course, owns Milagro in West Dallas, and he has chimichurri in the Bishop Arts District. I found this story about Dallas being the, what, the worst of the best taco places <laughs> Thanks. through the Dallas Morning News' post on Instagram. And there was this massive fight afterwards about love this. what makes a good taco. And for me, I love resident taco. That's my favorite place. But it's just funny to me that we still want to tell everybody, no, you're wrong because my taco shop is better. I think resident taqueria is one of the best, certainly in the region, if not beyond there. That place is special. It is, but it isn't traditional, right? right. I mean, it's more like, would you call that artisanal? I would call it chefy chefy it's a little bit chefy yeah. and creative artisanal makes me want to punch something yeah and it's it's not punchable it's great it's yeah, good it's stuff great. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you guys i love a lot of our taco spots here in dallas of course revolver taco lounge is one of those i mean it actually is very traditional but creative as well but i really love tacos la banqueta for mm-hmm. really just old school tacos on the corn tortilla the more cilantro the better <laughs> And onions. I know, Sarah, you don't like the raw onions, but I love the raw onions on there. They're just simple and delicious, and I can eat like five at a time. 
Yeah, I love those places too. I also like Trompo and I love Jose. And I have been a longtime fan of the gas station tacos at Fuel City if you're headed out of town on 35. Okay, I love that we have a lot of regions represented here from Mexico mm -hmm. because every region in Mexico has their own tacos. The birria tacos are from Jalisco, where the tequila and the mariachi are from. The trompo tacos are from Monterrey. So every every place has his own tacos. For example, in Baja California and Tijuana, they eat a lot of fish tacos, shrimp tacos. They are amazing. And we can find all of them right here in Dallas. But my favorite spot is a little, little taqueria that is in Vickery Meadow on Holly Hill Drive. It's called Tortas Revolución. They serve Mexican city-style tacos. These little tacos with pastor, suadero, bistec, a steak. But let me tell you something else. In Mexico, we have the ultimate fight about quesadillas. That is oh. a national debate. And let me explain why. In Mexico City, we eat the quesadillas without queso. What? With no cheese? Yeah, yeah, with no cheese. What do you but call it? Still call quesadillas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, half yeah. of the word. Yeah, that's right. We call them quesadillas. <laughs> And the other part of the country, they say, oh, my God, those are not quesadillas. Those are tacos. But no, for us, quesadillas are corn tortilla with uh, mushrooms, maybe, some uh, epazote, and that's a quesadilla for us. So I bring you guys quesadillas yes! with queso and without queso. Ooh. And you can tell me which one is better. Oh, I love this. Uh, yes. Imelda Yay. has tongs from home, <laughs> and everyone is getting their own plate. Oh, I love you, Imelda. <laughs> oh, my God, it smells good. Okay, so guys, I bring you some tinga quesadillas. Tinga, it's a dish that we made with chicken, onions, and tomato. It's really good. So I bring you half quesadilla with queso and half without queso. So tell me what do you think. Oh, God, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a dish from Mexico City. You can find these quesadillas everywhere. And this place, this Tortas Revolución, they have a really good quesadillas. It's good, right? Julie eats... In ecstasy. Right I'm now. loving this. <laughs> these are so good. You know what I like about these? They're so simple, you know, filled with meat and a little bit of shredded lettuce. And of course, cheese on one, cheese not on the other. <laughs> But we've fussed up tacos. This is just simple and really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ultimate comfort food. I love them both. It's like picking a favorite child. I think they're both perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cheese adds salt mm -hmm. to that quesadilla that I like and a little ooey gooey, hold it all together. Mm -hmm. I mean, cheese also has a job in here and I like that. Yeah. What about you, Erin? I love them both, but I am a cheese person too. So I think I would opt for the cheese. And what I like about this too, is it's not too much cheese. Yeah. You know, it's like just the right amount to give you that flavor and that glue to hold stuff together, but it's not excessively cheesy to where you're only eating cheese. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you want to taste the tinga. I changed my vote. I do like it better with cheese. Maybe y'all are influencing me, but I think <laughs> you're right. It does add an element and I like the way it holds things together because my other one is starting to fall apart, but I love you too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you like better, Imelda? Actually, I like them without cheese. Oh. Because, but I grew up in, in Mexico City, so that's natural for me to eat them without cheese. Yeah. In Mexico, if you are a Mexican and you are proud to be a Mexican, you know that you have to eat barbacoa and carnita tacos in the mornings. Mm. Yeah, because they are like really heavy. You can eat carne asada and casserole tacos in the afternoon. And you have to eat 
pastor en Suadero Tacos for Night. I mean, this is in the Constitution for us. <laughs> and the people don't know this in Dallas. So we have to work on that. And so what's the difference between like a Mexican city taco and quesadilla compared with other regions of Mexico? It's the preparation of the meat. It's every region has their own personality in tacos. And we have all of them here in Dallas. So if you want to try a very good taco, ask us and we can tell you where to go. I want to eat them all with you, yeah. Melda. Yes. Let's go. Let's taco go on tour. a taco tour. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Let's you. That. Seriously, those made my day. They're so good. Great. Great. I, I love that you love them. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and finish chewing. But coming up next, we go crazy for condiments. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. We talk about condiments a lot on this podcast, so we thought they deserved a whole segment. I personally become quite a condiment connoisseur over time. (laughs) My pantry and my fridge is like all condiments. To help explain what constitutes a condiment, we can look at the origin of the word. It actually comes from the Latin condimentum, meaning spice, seasoning, or sauce, and from the Latin condire, meaning to pickle. So a condiment can be a sauce, a spice, a preparation like a jam or a chutney, or even a pickled jardinera. Anything that's added to your dish at the end to add a specific flavor. And it can be anything that is complimentary, that is not really eaten by itself as its own dish. Although I think I've been known to eat a dip by itself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have chugged Worcestershire sauce before. (laughs) Yes, been known to eat ketchup. (laughs) that's different and so what are your favorite condiments Sarah well I walked in here with a cooler (laughs) I I thought that I could explain my favorite condiments or we could taste them as a team this is going to take a minute so Imelda tell us yours and then I'll be back with some samples I have a very simple taste actually I love paprika and sesame oil and pickled vegetables I love them and for everyday seasonings I prefer the G huge ketchup mustard barbecue sauce because they are sugar free Those are better for me. So my favorite, and I use this almost daily, it's Alessi white balsamic vinegar. And I think it's available anywhere. So I make a really good vinaigrette with it. Just that olive oil, Dijon salt and pepper. Yeah. And it goes on literally everything because it's a little sweeter, but it's not as heavy as a regular dark balsamic. Mm -hmm. And it's just perfect. Just a little bit of lightness. It's almost like rice wine vinegar where it's sour and sweet. I need to take notes of this. I hope people at home are taking it too. I mean, these (laughs) are like killer ideas, I think. Uh, Okay. I brought Taco Deli's Doña sauce as my very favorite condiment. This is a crazy spicy dip, if you will. In our house, it can go on anything. It can go on a little bit of um, grilled chicken. It goes on tacos. Sometimes I sit and eat it with chips, which is, I think, not its original intention. But I'm going to pass it around. If you don't like spicy, be very careful. It'll be interesting to see what your definition of spicy is, because I want to put this on my quesadilla, (laughs) but I'm also scared. I want you to put this on your quesadilla too. And I love spicy food. But it could knock your socks off. It's made with real jalapenos, fresh jalapenos. It's a little bit creamy. It's really good. It's a little bit spicy, yeah. We go through about one of these a week. Wow. Too spicy? It has just the right amount of burn. Yeah. Because it's a little bit creamy, that counterpoints 
that burn. Um, but this is like a little bit of a game of roulette because some of these little containers of Donia are spicier than others because they're made with real jalapenos. Right. Yeah. So one week we'll get like a crazy spicy one. And if you mix it with something that has cheese in it, it doesn't bite so hard. Mm-hmm. And some it'll be like, okay, that was a little bit milder. So that's cool because it's made with real ingredients. And then the shelf life is not incredibly long because it's real food. So where do you find that? We buy it at Central Market. Uh, it's called Taco Deli Creamy Jalapeno. It used to be called Taco Deli Donia. So creamy jalapeno and doña are the same for anybody who's looking for it. You can also buy it straight from Taco Deli and you can buy it in larger quantities. So if we're making fajitas or if we're having a party or if we're making tacos for more than just our little family, we buy it at Taco Deli because it's a better price for a larger quantity. Larger quantity, do you mean like a gallon? <laughs> for me, that would if be- there existed a gallon of doña, I would be the person in this town who would buy it. <laughs> but no, I think it's like a quart or something. Okay. It doesn't come with a handle where you can pour it. It does not come with a handle. I would eat that on everything. Yeah. You know, it's wonderful. Do you yeah. want some for your quesadillas or is it too spicy? Uh, no, I do, but I want to get through this. Yeah. First. <laughs> first. So I'll just eat. <laughs> I know, because I'll be drooling through the rest of the segment. That is the donia, and I love it so dearly. I mentioned, I think it was the last time, about the Kewpie deep roasted sesame dressing and marinade. This is a giant jar because it comes from Costco. I think you can buy it elsewhere, including on Amazon too. But we put this on all kinds of meat, but also vegetables. You could mix it into a salad dressing. And I've I think you guys should eat this one on a chip too because it tastes really good on its own. I ordered this after you mentioned it last week. It was so good. Yeah, you did. I did. I've eaten it almost daily and you're right. You can get it through Amazon and I've already sent it to my daughter down in Austin. Mm, It's delicious. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It has that umami. I really love anything with some kind of sesame oil, sesame flavors. Like it just really adds a depth to any dish. I totally agree. I think that's what makes, it's the sesame in Mm -hmm. here that makes, because there's a little bit of sweet, there's a little bit of tangy, but it's that sesame, it's that nutty, umami, earthy thing that makes it more than just a whatever sauce. Agree. My stepmom started cooking with this and it was one of those things where we went to her house and she served, I can't even remember what dish, was it lamb or pork? And it was marinated in this and some other stuff. And oh. We came away, you know, when you go to somebody's house and they make you something and you weren't at all involved in the making and then you eat it and you're like, wait a second, what was that so that I can do that at home? So she brings out the jug of this QP dressing and she's like, you have to buy this at Costco. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted because we're at Costco every other second. <laughs> but I would be hesitant to buy a jar of anything that large mm-hmm. without somebody co-signing first. Because <laughs> like how many ounces is that, Imelda? Like that, um, it is not small. 30 ounces. It seems very versatile. I would love to see like a website devoted to recipes with this roasted sesame dip. Like, mm. ooh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure QP probably does. Most. On the back of the label, it suggests a very quick recipe for a QP Mediterranean wrap. So this with chicken breast, canned artichoke hearts, cucumber, red bell pepper, black olives, feta wrapped in tortillas. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. So wow. there's just yeah. one example and not something I've done with it before. Right. You yeah. could do that with a rotisserie chicken. It'd be so good. Oh, totally. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm always looking for like a dip or a sauce that can go with chicken. Yeah. Like, because I need something to dip this in that is not ketchup, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Local blogger Alex Snodgrass, who is behind the Define Dish, she has her own line of dressings and marinades now really? called Side Dish. Yes. She always uses very clean ingredients like avocado oil. Some of these marinades are even keto, I believe. There's a creamy sesame dressing, a honey Dijon, and a Southwest dressing. And all of them have a really good kick. I feel like adding a little bit of spice is a hack if you're trying to eat healthily. Mm-hmm. Um, dressings that have a little bit of spice, if you put it on something that's a little bit boring, sous vide chicken, for instance, can be super delicious and juicy, but also is just 
a chicken breast, but a good sauce on there does not make this unhealthy. And I think the trick to that is also finding the sauces or the condiment that's like low sodium, low sugar, that's not going to negate the positive benefits of eating a chicken breast. Yep. And another hack, a lot of times I'll take a condiment that is already in my fridge, like hummus or my new favorite is whipped feta dip with tons of garlic. And oh my God, it's delicious. Where do you get that? Whole Foods. But there are different brands. I love that as a condiment. I would call that a dip, although I think we've established that a condiment could be a dip. Yeah, just the other day, I made that dish that Julie talked about with the sweet potatoes and the roasted broccoli. Jennifer Garner salad. Let's give her credit where Jennifer it's Jennifer Garner salad. <laughs> our, yes. our best friend. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So I took the whipped feta dip and I mixed it with lemon juice and some water and more garlic because I like garlic <laughs> and um, and a little bit of dill. And I made just sort of a creamy, pourable sauce out of it Ooh, and oh, wow. poured that over the roasted broccoli and sweet potatoes. And it was delicious. But here in the States, there's a lot of condiments. I mean, you can buy everything here, but is there any popular one or? Yeah. So I I looked this up too, because I went on a deep dive on Google on condiments (laughs) and the the history of condiments. I can tell you when mustard was invented and all of that. Your algorithm is going to get weird. I know it's going to get super duper weird. So I looked up and found the top 10 condiments in the United States. So this is just the U.S., but yellow mustard, relish, vinegar, Wasabi, mm-hmm. hot sauce, definitely had to be on there. Dijon mustard, mayonnaise, ketchup, barbecue sauce, and soy sauce. So those are the top 10 condiments in the U.S. All good. Yes, they are all delicious and all necessary. All yeah. yeah. And some you can even combine to make a brand new condiment. Ooh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like ketchup, mayonnaise, and relish. That's a burger sauce right there. Yep. Yeah, yeah or soy sauce, wasabi, and mayonnaise. Ooh. Then you get a creamy Asian mayo. And add some sesame oil to that. Absolutely. You can add my sesame dressing to that. Yes. And it would be amazing. Missing from this list is Chick-fil-A sauce, which I wouldn't bring up (laughs) except that I can't count the number of children's birthday parties at other people's homes I have been to where that like a huge container of that is on the counter because all the children between the ages of like five and 10, that is their number one condiment. If you had to choose Desert Island between Chick-fil-A sauce or cane sauce. Which one would you choose? Oh, I love mm. this question. That's a tough one. Because I'm cane sauce all day long. Ooh, I like them both so much, but I brands aside, if we can pretend like there's not a brand attached to it, because that mm-hmm. seems like a part of it, I would pick Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, I think I would pick Chick-fil-A sauce also. The cane sauce is a little... Peppery? Yes. It's, it's a little peppery, and it's honestly a little thin to me. You know why I like a thicker sauce? Because if you're eating it in the car, it can get on your shirt. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> of just, course, you are. That's just real. I right. mean, that it no maybe splashy. has happened with cane sauce. <laughs> what about the, you? I think the Chick-fil-A is, like, very rich. It's like, I don't know, it's liquid, but it's rich. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think I prefer the canes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mayo heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's two against two. Yeah, fight, fight. Yeah. Okay, and Erin, you have a favorite something that you haven't told us about yet. Oh, yes. Um, There's one condiment that I definitely use almost daily, and it's the Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce. And you can use it as a marinade. You can use it as just a dipping sauce. We eat a lot of dumplings in our house. Yeah. So you can just drizzle it over dumplings, dip things in it. But I like it because it has just all the elements that you need in a sauce. It has the soy sauce, the garlic, the ginger bit of sugar, just everything together in the right mix. And you can also buy a huge containers of it at Costco. Should we have a list on dallasnews.com slash food of all of our favorites so that people listening to us can then find this list and go shopping? Yes, please. Absolutely. I will do that. 
I will make a list of all of our recommendations. I put it on dallasnews.com slash food. And you can email us your favorite recommendations at eatdrinkatdallasnews.com. Yeah, with recipe ideas too, because we'll use that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrinkatdallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com com slash listen. You also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Eat, drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. <laughs>